Good evening, good evening, good evening. I am Kane, and welcome to Here to Silent Movies, Midnight Movies, whatever you'd like to call it. We're here. It's the month of November, and we're changing things up a bit. We're going to do our music month. Uh, we did a review of the Runaways. That's on our Facebook page. Check it out. Me and Mike had a lot of fun doing it, and I'm doing this one solo tonight. Mike is out and about, so um, if you see him, say hi, and uh, maybe he'll pop in a little bit later on for the ending of this. I'm not sure. But if not, it's just me and you and everybody else. Sorry about that. I was adjusting my mic. Um, how are you guys doing? Had a good week. Had a long week myself. But uh, I always look forward to doing these watch-alongs with you guys. And, you know, if you like, subscribe. Check us out on Spotify. Um, check out the the normal podcast, The Big Show, on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and all that other stuff. But, um, yeah, so we're here. And we are doing Tenacious D's The Pick of Destiny. This came out in 2000. Six, I believe I have my notes right here. Uh, give me a second, guys. Pick of Destiny was... Oh, they made another film. Short films. 2006. Yeah. 2006 was The Pick of Destiny. No, I'm wrong. I'm sorry, guys. The Pick of... Yeah, the 2006 was The Pick of Destiny. This, is, of course, is Jack Glass in... Uh, Kyle Glass, you know the band, they got together and made this film. Um, so yeah, it's music month and we're doing this film. Excuse me, give me one second, guys. Don't want to get parched. But as I said before, this is our music month. I'm doing it solo, so I don't want to be repetitive. So let's just jump right into it, shall we? I got, I'm queued up at zero, zero, zero. Or 007, I believe, right now. So this is 2006, The Pick of Destiny, as we arrive on Music Month. So enjoy Music Month all month long. And three, two, one. Press play. <laughs> I love the animation at the beginning of this. It's very red and stimpy like if you guys are big fans of that show. You know, it's funny, before I got on air, I um, I was looking at some concert footage from Tenacious D, and it showed a particular concert where Tenacious D was playing, and they announced a sequel that was back in 2018. And I was looking at um, Jack's IMDP page, and you know, he announced it was going to happen, but I haven't seen anything if it's been filmed or whatever. Like, did they film it in the back of his basement? Who knows what's going on? But he, he announced a sequel in a live concert. Again, this was three years ago, so. It may have happened to me. Maybe it didn't. Who knows? That was a long, that was a long intro to fade out from the black to fade in. Kickapoo, Missouri. Is that a real place, guys? Is it fake? This is great. Got the meatloaf as his dad. Hysterical. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. 
But whoever this little kid is, he looks like a little Jack Black. <laughs> and you're going to have Meatloaf playing a preacher, I guess. <laughs> oh my god of course that would never happen nowadays it would never be whipping by your parents that's what I grew up with but different generations guys Come on, huh? how could you not like this? You have one of the great icons of music and meatloaf playing a straight-edge preacher's father. Now, I didn't get into music until I was always into music. I didn't have the posters like he did. That wasn't until later when I was a teenager. And uh, I started rocking those posters. I um. I didn't have like any of the. I had Metallica and Alice in Chains. Then when I moved into my first apartment, uh, when I was in college, my buddy Jay had some stuff up there. I had Depeche Mode up there. I had a couple of ones, yeah. That's great. My um, my brother, he used to. I don't think he teched yet. But he met Dio. He said he was a very nice guy. Always drinking that wine. One of the again another great rock voice. It's amazing. In the first literally um ten minutes of this movie, we've had Meatloaf, we've had Dio. You must go over and journey. You know, people don't know too much that he was um, one of the singers of Sabbath. I think he was the second singer after Ozzy left. And then he was a singer of Rainbow for a long time, which if you guys have never listened to Rainbow, check them out. He's fantastic. There's a song called Stargazer. It's like literally a 10-minute kind of like jam session. And it's just like the the guitar playing and the instrumentals and that whole, it's it's like a build. I mean, literally, it's like, it's like that 70s rock song, but it just, it just rocks. It kicks ass. This is great. Kickapoo. Hollywood, Alabama to Hollywood, North Carolina. <laughs> Why is he going into all the different Hollywoods? Hollywood, Florida. That's great. Now we skipped all those, over those years. I guess he's living that musician life. I guess he had odd jobs because, you know, he's. I guess he upgraded the guitar in those years. Or just sand the guitar. <laughs> Gotta have those fortune tellers. 
again, I didn't know what to expect when this movie came out. I I had bought because I re- recall when the first um they dropped that first single for Tenacious D was Wonder Boy. That was um their first single, and it was um I think it was loosely based on a Lord of the Rings type of a uh, situation. And then they um. What was the other song they released? That mega popular one that everybody sings. Like when you go to the Winchester, sometimes somebody will sing this song. And uh, it, it's funny because I, I like Wonder Boy, another good song, but this song could just overshadow it. I think it's um. Is it, is it Fuck Me Gently? I think. It might have been that. Another one. Again, I love the beginning of this. It's a, it's a scream 70s rock, man. You're just staring in the face. I mean, that's what they're influenced by. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller's a producer on this one. Produced by Jack and Kyle. If, you, if, you, if you're if you a big fan of 70s rock, you'll see like a lot of the albums. This is inspired by that. Monty Python's The Holy Grail. Just cool stuff. Who's that dude? <laughs> Love the fact that Kyle has hair. He's rocking that wig. I still don't know if that sh- that shirt that that um, Jack is wearing is a um, is a rock band or just some random dragon shirt, but it looks cool though. <laughs> you know, Mike would know a lot more about the uh, the landmarks in California. My brother lives out there now, and of course, Mike lived there for you know many, 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 many years. So I'm not sure if this is Venice Beach or Long Beach. Not sure. That's got to be old, too. There's an Oakley sunglasses little uh, kiosk out there. And if you guys know anything about Oakley sunglasses, they're very expensive. That and the Ray-Bans. Brings me back to a sad story. I had a pair of Ray-Bans that I bought like, it was like 10 years ago. I got from my old job at Sports Authority. Uh, rest in peace. So I got them, and the, these sunglasses, when I got them, they were, these were $120 sunglasses. And we were doing inventory at the time. And the sunglasses got a sort of like a markdown, I guess, because it got lost. It was like a skew missing, so we had to get a skew on it. And when we looked it up, the glasses were like, you know, two years old. And usually back then, I got everything at cost. So the, the cost, I was like, well, how much is it? Like 80 bucks, 60 And they were like, no, after everything, you know, it's been, you know, it's almost obsolete. It was like $2.98. I missed those glasses too. I lost them in Walmart somewhere. But I was always losing those glasses too. (laughs) There's a lot of cameos in this too. Let's go to 
wake and bake pizza. <laughs> KG. Um, let's find out who this guy is. I got him. Um, close the window. <laughs> what we got here? Yeah, Ben Stiller's in this. James Dio. Colin Hanks is in this. Fred Armisen, John C. Riley, Amy Adams in this. Ooh, okay. Ah, uh, the life of a musician. Now that is a little hint back. If you guys are big fans of the Clockwork Orange. <laughs> I was trying to look up some notes for this film. I didn't. I didn't find too many things. More like trivia. But um, nothing. Nothing per se like a movie facts. <laughs> Why is he hiding? Oh man, they beat the hell out of him. Shit. Wow. These guys both got beards now. They're like they get in that bearded phase. I guess when you get a little bit older, you start growing the, uh, the facial hair, and they got like thick. Jack's got a really thick beard, and uh, so does Kyle. I've been um, I'm on I'm on Jack's Instagram page, and he's always posting some awesome awesome stuff on there. If you if you don't have his Instagram page, do follow him. He puts some cool shit out there. I think there was one he he was making believe he was the uh, the Hulk. I think he's trying to like um, do it for his kids on Halloween, but pretty good. Apartment like that in Los Angeles would cost you about fifteen hundred bucks. One of my first apartments when I was down here in Orlando, with the uh, <laughs> with the air conditioning on the uh, well, it wasn't on the wall like that. That's kind of inaccurate, I think. It was more, it was in the window. You know, Jack. Before he um, 
And one of the first times I was exposed to Mr. Jack Black was in a movie called Jackal. That's with Richard Gere and Bruce Willis. He was like a tech guy for Bruce Willis, who was like the main antagonist in that film. And Richard Gere is like trying to hunt him down. I think he was a kind of like an Irish. Richard Gere played some kind of. He had some kind of weird Irish accent. It was awful. But Bruce Willis in that film was like a just just a guy who was basically an assassin, and he was called the Jackal. And it was basic. And basically, Richard had was trying to hunt him, but he was in jail. But he always kept deluding him. Basically, the whole premise was that Bruce had killed Richard Gere's family. And then he was an Irish extremist and got thrown in jail. But they released him because he was the only one who could identify what the Jackal really looked like. And uh, that was a whole thread throughout the film. And uh, Jack here, he played like some uh, Bruce Willis is a tech guy building guns and all that stuff. And then he met a horrible it's a good film check it out it's uh the jackal no what did I, is it the jackal i said the title and i forgot i'm a big fan of rock shirts and i cannot find that about to rock i'm sure i can find it on ebay but i've been looking for that one with the uh the old school canon like that Nice teaching him the uh, the stage slide. Yeah, I really hope that they they did they do make a, a second one. Or... Again, I love these rock shirts, man. I, what is he wearing? Right? What is that one? Is that rainbow? God, I want to put it on pause, but can't. Ah, come on! Oh, that's um, ooh. You know, I got to see them live when they came to Orlando House of Blues. Really entertaining, guys. Oh, boy. Hello. Jumbos. Again, I'm trying to look for that shirt that he's wearing. I just... I can't... Oh, I, oh but it's a Black Sabbath shirt. Oh, shit. You know, nowadays, you know, the only Black Sabbath shirt that I have, of course, it's got to be comic book related. It's the one that Tony Stark wore in the first Avengers film. It has like the little gas mask on there. It's pretty. It's a really cool shirt, man. I, I rock it sometimes. The cock push up. <laughs> You know, when I saw them, the one thing I'll say is they had energy, man. And anytime you go to a rock concert, concert per se, you want to just you want to see if the band has energy. Even like some bands that are the opening bands for the main act, they had like a tons of energy. Cause they want to be entertained from that background. So do you guys, don't ya? <coughs> Excuse me. Oh man, <laughs> it's a lot of nostalgic stuff. That little, uh, that little steering wheel, I use that 
I, I, uh, I think it was my ColecoVision. It might have been my 2600 that I had. That was a game. Uh, it wasn't that game. I think that was made up for the drum. But po- it was called Pole Position. I used to play that all the time. And I remember like the beginning of the Pole Position game. Always had this like little thing. It was a little voiceover, and like, and it's it was very distorted. It was like, now it's up to you. <laughs> and of course, if you guys never watched the pole position cartoon, which was freaking awesome back in the day, pole position. So one thing I liked about those cartoons back in the eighties, they had those awesome just rock intros. Man, they had it. Dungeons and Dragons had it. Like, if you ever watched a uh, um, this cartoon, it was in a Fox Network. It was a Jason the Wheeled Warriors. I think Dokken did their intro song. It was just dope. Silverhawks, Thundercats, you know, they always had those rock just intro, like got you pumped up, ready to go. <laughs> what are you doing? Again, I'm not sure when this takes place, but uh, it's. A little dated, the TV guide, like, back when I was growing up, and Mike was too, like, I'm sure his folks, and they all had, like, the TV guide, you couldn't look, like, on that screen you have, if you have cable, you go to that one channel, it has, like, it's called guide, and you see everything's playing. <laughs> this training is... Pizzeria. I want to get that shirt. I have enough t-shirts, and it's funny. Like this, this movie's making me want to buy more. I'm literally writing about Wake and Bake Pizza, Black Sabbath t-shirts. Coolest shirts now. God, I want, I want to get the one he was wearing with like the three, those three little god things. <laughs> the Kyle. <laughs> Why are all those paper plates angry? Why did he draw like he couldn't draw like a couple of smiley faces? They're just all mad. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I 
Guy's so weird seeing Meatloaf with short hair like that. I mean, again, like I'm always used to with long hair, but um, you know, Meatloaf one of one of his more famous roles was in Fight Club. What was it? His name. His name was blah blah blah. They always kept saying that when he died. His name was Tom Felton or something. Tom actually, no, don't Tom, Tom Felton is 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 Drakey Malfoy, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Again, that old school, old school, um, what is it, the uh, answering machines. Now he starts to realize that Kyle's a phony. You know, I always thought before we got, you know, Patton Oswald to voice Modoc, and I guess, you know, with the rumors going out there of uh, Jim Carrey perhaps as Modoc. I always thought like, you know, even though Modoc is gonna be like a CGI mocap thing, I don't know. I I, I could see like, you know, Jack pulling off a Modoc. Kinda of being like if and if you watch the Modoc animated series, you know Patton's doing a fantastic job. I mean either order you can't go wrong. You got Patton, you got Jim Carrey. Oh, that was me. I was a little fat kid at school, too. Of course, I didn't walk like that. Oh, he was... Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, man. project got some Godzilla in the background a little some kaiju action you know I looked at the running time of this film and we're like 30 what are we at 30 35 minutes into it guys my time stamp where's my time stamp I lost it I thought this movie was longer. That's a nice guitar. Frets. Rock. 
that rock symbol looks very similar to the Infinity Gauntlet. As far as like the stone placements, I mean, six Infinity Gauntlet. JB. Why is he leaving his own apartment? That's his place. gist of the story again it's just a fun film not serious but you know if you're a fan of 70s rock man rock overall man like he's just oh god Tanak <laughs> it's such a stupid explanation nobody knows about it Oh, God. Really? Destiny. Again, it's, it's, there's a lot of influence of Monty Python in here. Open mic night. I think we'll start seeing the cameos here. <laughs> now, from what my, um, I think Mike has told me, and my brothers told me this too, like open mic nights in Los Angeles, far in California, because everybody goes out there, city dreams. Vegas of the Star. That looks like Keenan. That looks like Marlon Wayne's. Man, he does. He looks like a, like a thicker Marlon Wayne's. Or is it Keenan Ivory Wayne's? I forget to wait his brother. But it, when he went to a couple open mic nights, apparently he saw like people who had eventually been signed. I forget who he told me. He said he, um, Ugh, I forgot. He, uh, I think it was the lead singer of Earshot was one of them, he told me, and a couple others that slipped my mind right now. Tenacious Diva. <laughs> she laughed. Again, I'll go back to this. Look at that dude. No, like I said, this is probably like 10 years ago I saw them. Maybe more, 15? Entertaining. Very entertaining, guys. I'm not sure if they. I think they still do tour. I gotta, like I said, that 2018 uh, footage I brought up at the beginning. Yeah, they do. Why did I contradict myself? Sorry. 
I mean, it's funny because Jack, Jack and them, they're messing around. And you hear their harmonies are actually really good. I gotta go back and start listening to their first. I love I like that first album when I bought it. I wore the hell out of it and stopped playing it. It was in my CD player for like months, and you know it's back when you had CDs. Yes, well, I'm not that old, guys. I had CDs and stream everything like you kids nowadays. Funny, this film had a uh, twenty million dollar budget. Had a box office about fourteen million, thirteen point nine, basically fourteen. So it didn't make any money, but it's just—it's one of those films, man. It's just what they call it, cult classics and stuff. Um, <laughs> They, um, what they're doing now, this is it. This is great. You know, if you're a big, like, again, if you're a big fan of like 70s rock and the occult and all that stuff, like, Tenacious D has a lot of that influence in them, like 70s stuff, and Sabbath, of course, Zeppelin. I mean, that's why I dig this movie so much. Just has all that those vibes like that. And the intensity in Jackson voice. <laughs> I think now I think they're trying to raise are they trying to raise Satan? Or is it or is it D? I mean like like I think it's Dio they're trying to raise. Okay. Is he wearing Crocs? He's so comfy though. What we got here? Oh. What you doing? Uh, doing. Hey, uh, live. Mike is joining us. Hey, what's going on, Mike? Uh, how you doing? Uh, doing the watch along right now. Like literally, you joining us? How far are we in? Uh, we're about thirty-five minutes in. That was Mike joining us live from the Winchester. So he'll probably pop in later on. 
Guitar Center. That's where um no, I didn't get my my bass. I got my bass at Mars Music, Mars Music, which has since gone out of business. And this is the um ooh. I got a I think I got a Fender bass is what I got. Okay, this guy has been in ton. Is that no, it's best <laughs> That is Ben Stiller, guys. We're getting to the gist of it right now. I love that. <laughs> he just—he's like a Dio ripoff. Now we're gonna get—we're gonna get into like the little gist of the story right now. Obviously, pick a destiny. It's not—it's you know—it's not you know Citizen Kane, but there is a plot to it. I mean, hence the name Pick a Destiny. This movie gets stranger and stranger, and like this is one of those films. As time goes on, it gets to me gets better and better. And I think Mike's trying to join us again. So now we're getting. Oh, sorry. Uh, Mike's trying to join us again. Mike, how you doing, sir? Doing good. Okay. We're uh, we're about thirty six minutes in. We're basically at the part where um, where Kyle and um, and Jack are talking to um, Ben Stiller with his uh, Ronnie James Dio wig, talking about the pick. Oh yes. So that's where we're at right now. Give you a little time stamp. I It's funny, like you, you see Ben right there, and he's he's not unrecognizable, but he's trying to do his best Dio impersonation right there. And it's funny, is the the, uh, Guitar Center they're filming at was actually the Guitar Center I worked at when I I lived out in L.A. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's like a dual-level Guitar Center. They've actually got um, a uh, walk of fame, basically, for for like handprints, like they do in front of the Manstein Theater. Yes. They've got the same thing in front of the music store, mm. so they've got like a bunch of famous musicians. I was, I was working there when they did a Fender induction where they had Bonnie Raitt. Oh wow! Uh, Stevie, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan got inducted, but of course he passed away. So his brother uh, Jimmy was there. You had uh, Dick Dale, uh, where I got to actually talk to Dick Dale, which was really cool. Oh, that is cool. And I think probably my favorite one ever was when the uh, George. George Clinton and the People's All Stars all got inducted, all thirty members. I'm sure that was a very packed house when they <laughs> when they went in. <laughs> that that was a packed house, and not only that, but when I went to pass out the passes, because mm-hmm. I had to jump on the bus to pass them out. Yeah, I, I got done with the first bus, and my manager told me to go take a break because I was not quite right after the first bus. <laughs> A lot of a lot of herbage in the first <laughs> bus. I, I couldn't make it to the second bus to pass it out, so I, I, I got an early break that day. I'm sure you did. 
I love all this imagery, man. Like it's if you if you say that this movie wasn't like Monty Python and the Holy Grail was not an influence, I would be like, come on now. This screams like tons of Monty Pythonisms. Now, were you ever a fan of the show of Tenacious D? It was on HBO. No, you know that you know what's funny. I I I've never seen an episode. I, I, like, I really? Totally, no, I've never seen it. I was mentioning at the beginning that um, I found a video in 2018 when Tenacious D were playing live that a Jack Black had announced he was going to do a sequel to this film, but nothing ever happened to it. And I looked in his IMDb. There's like nothing on there. He's like, yeah, we're going to do another part two, but we don't know if it's going to be released. And that was like the last I heard of it. So I think they did something on YouTube that was kind of like these the the soul or the spirituals people mm-hmm. but yeah i don't think they were able they were able to get the all of because as much as we loved it and, and tenacious d is a very niche kind of band i don't think they um they had enough of following and i don't think the sales were as good no no I, I was saying like the budget for this film was about 20 million it made about it made about 14 so it didn't, didn't make any dough it's more of a cult classic film. yeah so it's just well, and again, that's what the that's what the uh, the show was. I mean, if you want, ever watch it, like I said, it's on HBO right now. Um, like that, and uh, what is it? What's the one Speedo used to bitch about all the time? Flight of the Concords. Flight of the Con- yeah, Flight of the Concords. Actually, I've it's seen that. Kind of the same that that same vibe that you when you watch that very low budget, very independent TV series, and that's basically what this the Tenacious Speed was. But it was so much fun. I love the segues where they're using like the um, the cards. I was saying like a, 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 earlier on, I was like, I have to get that T-shirt, the Wake and Bake Pizzeria. That's awesome. Wake and Bake Pizza. Like I have this huge T-shirt collection, you know. Like, but this shirt is this show is this movie is not helping me to stop that. No, no. It's just like yeah, making no. me like uh, like oh my god, that Black Sabbath T-shirt. Oh my god, that train wreck. Oh my, like he has a, a T-shirt on. It was like maybe twenty minutes ago. It's a Black Sabbath T-shirt. I've never seen it. It has like these three skulls in the, at the beginning of it, like is in the uh, the four chest area, and in the back has like some kind of Grim Reaper with like sorcery going. I was like, where can I get that? So for like that's a- probably off the that's probably off of the one of the uh, first Dio runs when Dio was with them. Okay, I was like, also- I, like I don't know. I don't think it's Heaven and Hell, but I think it's around that. I know it's around that time frame. I was mentioning also that um, you know Dio. You know, some people, I mean, you you would know and I would know, but like some of you know, the regular folk wouldn't know that, you know, Dio was the second singer after Ozzy and Sabbath. And then after that, he he started Rainbow, which I love. love. No, I'm sorry, sir. I have to. Have oh, to oh, okay, okay. Uh, go right ahead. Yes. I'm sorry. Rainbow was before. Was it before Ozzy? Sabbath. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, actually, Rainbow was around when Ozzy was with Sabbath. When they broke up, that's when Dio drifted over there. And then after that, Dio took off to his you know, amazing solo career. But yeah, most people forget about Rainbow. I love, I was mentioning a song. I mean, I think you probably know what it is. My favorite Rainbow song of all time is a song called Stargazer. It's like eight minutes long. But like the build to the song is like, it's basically like, like a minute intro of a guitar. Then it bleeds into Dio singing. And then it, like the song is called Stargazer. But it, like literally as it keeps going on and on. It feels like it's rising, like the music keeps going like higher and higher, and like Dio's vocals go higher with the guitar. I'm like, Shit, I fucking love this song. Like every time I go to the Winchester, if I get there early enough, I'll play that song, and it's a full eight minute one. I and I'll never. Oh, so good. 
Now it's funny, man. If you ever watch, um, like watch some Dio, like towards the end of his life, mm-hmm. that man still fucking had the voice. Yeah, he had the, had the yeah, I mean, oh my god, just amazing to hear hear what he did. Like his, he's as far as like rock singers, he's got to be like at least top five. I mean, it depends what your tastes are, but he's he's up there. Well, you get metal, yeah. You're gonna throw him in there. You're gonna throw Bruce in there. I mean, Bruce Dickinson easily. You know, it's still oh, yeah. Bruce. Today he's still he's still going today. <laughs> so. He's also a, a a pilot man for like 747s. Yeah, well, yeah, well, he started. Yeah, he started doing that when they were when they were touring, and he actually became the pilot for the band. Yeah, so I, I guess to save though. <laughs> it's, hey, why not, man? I don't know. It's just kind of funny that he pilots his own plane. If, if, if I was in a band, I'd, I'd get my bus driver's license real quick. <laughs> I love this. We're we're at the scene. We're at the, we're at the club, and he and it's like a dream sequence where he's wearing like the pick of destiny on his uh, neck. Oh yeah, when they do the dream, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, yeah. fan, the fantasy sequence. The fantasy sequence. It's hysterical. He's wearing like this um, very um, Rob Halford type of leather vest, and he has that pick on his. And they're like passing out, like heads are exploding. Whoa, 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 whoa. Easy, easy. I, I, I own that leather vest, my friend. Oh, you do? You, you own like a, like a like Ghost Rider leather vest like this? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm back from my motorcycle days. Yeah. yeah. Dark secrets. <laughs> no, no dark secrets here. I'll, I definitely will tell you that. Kyle Glass rocking that three. It, this guitar is like shaped like an axe. <laughs> oh man! Oh, what happened? Well, yeah, dude. You go back to like the the eighties, especially late eighties. You saw some crazy fucking guitars. You had a who was it? There was a guitar player for a band called Nitro. He had a three necked guitar. Um, I think even Vi had a two or three neck guitar as well let's see by my my first exposure was when rich when richie sambora had that two fret one for the uh the unplugged bon jovi when they were yeah playing. yeah 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 the 12, 12 string on the top and a six on the bottom yeah i remember yeah. that but actually honestly that's that's really the first one really the one i that sticks out probably biggest in uh pop cultures is definitely jimmy page jimmy page had a a dual neck uh guitar oh wow and that was electric Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, you gotta dig a little deep for some of the uh some of the the guest spots on this. Yeah, like uh we hit, we got Ben Stiller so far. And well, you had you had uh, well, you had Meatloaf at the beginning as his dad. Yeah, that was great. I, I was saying like you know uh, that's you know like literally the first five minutes of the film, you have Meatloaf and you have Dio. I mean, that's that's a way to begin. And then you have uh, is this Amy? What's that? Is this Amy Schuler or Amy? No, this is um, Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. Yeah, Amy Poehler. Yes, here. yeah. So, yeah, Amy. Amy Poehler's here. So we got that. They're at that restaurant. Now. God, like she's got that <laughs> that bad eyeliner. Like I just woke up. Look. Oh my God. 
Listen, I try, I try to, I try to keep that shit at home. You know? So now, I guess is that Tim Robbins? Yeah, yeah, Tim, yeah, Tim's in there as well. <laughs> oh God! Look at that! <laughs> Was he basing himself off, off anybody, or just like you know, some kind of old rocker? With the band, dude, legs. he could be, he could be, he could be any guy at any, at any music store. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, the painted yeah, nails. That, that's anybody. Oh god, <laughs> the bad teeth. <laughs> no, I was saying at the beginning, um, when they were when they were inter- when Tenacious D was doing like the open mic nights, uh, I was telling like everybody here. That I'm like open mic nights are taken very seriously in California because you know it's not like jokey jokey here. Over there, it's like, hey man, somebody could be in the audience and see me, and maybe I'll get something out of it. I mean, you would know that because I'm sure you've seen a, like a lot of guys go up to open nights, nights, and you know. Uh, I used to host an open mic night yeah. up here at Winchester. Yeah, I know I, that. I know, but I'm saying like in California, <laughs> that I remember. Yeah. The open mic nights that, that, that basically you played. That was just it. Yeah, <laughs> that's where I. Well, no, well, 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 you showed up when when I I was only one. But no, at the beginning, no, I had stand up guys come in and I had I had like solo guys. Yeah, no, I even had one guy that just came in and played bass one night. I was like, awesome. But they but they weren't looking to get signed around here. They were just coming up having fun. Yeah, that. Look at these college guys. These girls are too old to be in college, man. They look old. Look, they're moms. Come on now. <laughs> Why? Tim is so creepy. <laughs> I'm not sure what Tim is doing nowadays. I was, what is it? What is Tim's character, Mike? I think Mike is um, Mike is gonna pop in and out soon, so he'll be back. So funny story. While he's not here, um, the movie, The Pick of Destiny. Usually, what we do is ahead of time, a little behind the behind the curtain stuff. So I'll I'll tell Mike what the movie is gonna be for the watch along. He'll get it. He will. He'll get it, and uh, he'll send me a copy. So and then usually I'll use that copy, put it in a um, thumb drive, put it on my TV, and start playing it, and then go on from there. So what you guys don't know, like literally ten minutes ago, I I gotta start doing this, and if he listens to this, he's probably gonna yell at me. But the movie literally after forty five minutes stopped; it went no further. So right now I literally had to go a different type of means, a backup situation. To keep doing the uh, the watch along, so (laughs) 
<laughs> I never wore that many rings. I think I had a phase, my rock phase. And I did little into I did paint my nails black. Trying to be cool. Had long hair, I was trying to be hit artsy guy. But I remember I wore uh I used to work at a, a shoe store called Just for Feet here in, uh, in Florida. I think they had them worldwide, but I used to work there. And um, I had a friend of mine. She was a cashier. And the night before I went out to a rock concert, so my nails were all painted black. I had these rings. And needless to say, I got really freaking hammered. Got home late. Had to be at work at 1 o'clock. Got there. Forgot I still had the eyeliner and the, and the nails. And my boss was like, did you have a fun night? And he just called me sweetheart. It was it was pretty funny. Uh. <laughs> All right, I think Mike is back. He's um he's gonna be in and out, but uh, he's back again. I actually back for that's okay. We're just, uh, so, so that was a bad. So that was a bad. That was a bad copy. Oh, did you hear that? Yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I thought you had something. No, yeah. no, no. I just I put, I put my phone in my pocket. No, and I just put my head, it was. Have my headphones on. All right, damn. And it, it it's it's my fault because I should have previewed the movie beforehand. Like literally after the forty five minute mark, it just stops. And like, what what just happened? And I can't. I, and I, I, I think I watched that movie on my on my phone. It literally just stopped, and I'm like, "Wait a minute!" I thought it was a joke, so I just I started again. I'm like, okay, I, "I know my time point. Like I I usually like, write timestamps down just in case." And it gets back to that same moment, it just stops again. I'm like, "What?" So I just had a alternative means. I'll have, to, I'll have to send you a Russian copy next time. Yeah. Well, the Ruskies do it good. <laughs> well, there is there is one movie we want to do, and I cannot find the English translation. I um, it. little insight. Yeah, uh, was it uh, the Guardians? Is that what was it? Yeah, it was Guardians, right? Yes, Guardians. Yeah. So, um, a little inside baseball. Now that that we're in the subject, I was going to bring this up later on, but uh, I guess I'll tell you here. So I finished. The I finished next year's list. It's all completed. Like I said, I, I wrote down there it is subject to change because everything is subject to change. But I think I uh, I think I did a pretty good job. <laughs> now I think well, I, I never I never doubt it, but we always, we always change our mind. That, that's we why that's like why I put for a moment. That's why I put like on the uh, there's an asterisk up there on the list. It says it's all subject to change. Like literally, like last year when I did it, I would put movie review, watch along. Like this time, I didn't put anything. I just left it all blank. I'm like, well, it's gonna change. So, well, that's why that's why I always suggest just figure out what subject we want to do. Oh yeah, I and got then that. like. Then, then, then that, then, then we'll get together and brainstorm at uh, there, Winchester. Yeah, like I said, like there's a, there's one month in particular when we get there that I know you're gonna be like, uh-uh, we're changing that, we're changing that, because I, <laughs> I, I I ran the list by Marie last night. She's like, we got to one particular month, and she's like, you know, he likes that, right? I go, yeah. I go, I know he's he's gonna he wants to change it. So I already know it going ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> 
We shall see. We shall see. Yeah, see. I'll tell you about it later. Um, <laughs> so now we're at the party and Kyle's playing by himself. That's what it is. But hey, man, it's whenever there's a female involved. Sure, I can do it. Now you're by yourself. And I love how he has that train wreck T-shirt on there while he's doing this. It's, <laughs> yeah, exactly, just, yeah. it's fantastic. <laughs> so we were talking about guitars earlier on. And um, like if you I mean, you're a guitar player, so I'm sure you have your personal favorites. Um, I'm a bass player when I used to play. I know a couple. Of well, I, I well, I am. I actually went to music school for bass guitar. Yeah, well, I just picked up acoustic guitar to play at the house because just playing bass sometimes and singing just doesn't work out that way. So you basically learned guitar from being on the bass. It was like a, just a natural progression then. Sort of. Well, I, I, I started on piano and then I moved to bass because we already had a piano player. So, yeah, it's kind of one of those weird transition things like most musicians do. So I was talking about like your favorite model of a guitar. Like, you know, you have like the normal, like the acoustic. I'm not sure about the names, but I know one guitar in particular that I like is a, a guitar. I think it's a Fender. I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, you'll correct me. It's called the Irish Falcon. I think Bono used to like, well, you don't like you two, but Bono really <laughs> rocks this guitar when he does like any kind of acoustic song with you two live. And Bono doesn't rock anything, but okay, keep going. Uh, I, I, just trying, I know you. I know you don't like him. I'm just trying to give you like he. It's called an Irish Falcon. It's it the make of an electric guitar, but it's kind of shaped like an acoustic. Okay, now we're getting to the Jack Black scene of where, where he just swallowed all the shrooms. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about. I just never. I don't guess maybe I've never heard the name of it before. Yeah, it's called the Irish Falcon. See, I, I like you and my brother. Uh, are you I, sure? Are you sure it's not a model that he he created? Or that, uh, like, see that the, so, it might have a different name. That's why I said the yeah. Irish Falcon. That I like. I've always yeah. known that guitar as the Irish Falcon. It just sounds. Um, okay, now he's <laughs> me personally. I've been a fan of Telecasters. Love Telecasters. Some about them. Me being a bass player, when I drifted over the guitar. The Telecaster's neck is a little bit thicker. Mm. Uh, Telecaster's probably best known, probably like Prince is best known for Telecasters and honestly, a lot of country guys. But when I used to play it, I didn't play country, I played punk. So, <laughs> you know, it's funny that this movie is like an hour and 30 minutes. I, I always thought it was longer. Maybe it's because of this scene, it felt like it was so long when he's talking to Sasha. Well, well, I think I think the movie itself, yeah, it's broken up. The way it's broken up makes you feel longer. Uh, okay, I thought I was the only one who felt this way. Now he's holding hands and hands. Yeah, no, because when I looked at the when I looked at the runtime, I'm like, really, an hour and a half? <laughs> yeah, it just felt like it just it felt doesn't longer. feel right. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, this is a little bit. But that's time. actually something that's that's good storytelling to where they can fill in so much, and you're like, man, I I feel like I just watched a two hour movie. You know, a lot of times that's that's really good storytelling. Yeah, I was also saying at the uh, at the beginning when I started this, I saw Tenacious D live in concert. But you know, when they came to Orlando like 15 years ago, God, it's been that long. And I was, um, <coughs> excuse me, I was saying how I love their energy. Like I love a band that has energy. Like you could be the worst, you could be an opening band, you could be like the third band in an act. But if you got energy shit and you got me in there. Psh- Keep me oh, I can't tell you how many. I can't tell you how many opening acts blew the, the headliner away yeah. because they just came in because they were hungry. I remember a band. It was it was one of Mike Patton's bands. They were called Phantomus, and they opened up for Tool 
one year, and Tool had just released, I think it was Lateralis they had released. And Phantom has opened for them, and they were, like, they were weird, but they were freaking out. Like, oh, this is not bad. This is Mike Patton from, from Faith No More. This is awesome. Tool got on stage, literally played four songs. None of them were like their mainstream songs, and each of their songs lasted like 20, 25 minutes. They had a weird guy like climbing ropes. I'm like, what is this? I mean, Danny Carey was awesome on drums, but like, I came here for this. Worse. Well, it's it's tool. It's tool. Yeah, they always they always perform differently. They, it was never about the lead singer. He was always in the background. Yeah, band the, was center. It he, was yeah. It's all about music. He literally was when he was singing. He had his back turned to the crowd. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Actually, when I saw them, God, I'm trying to remember what tour I saw them on. He wasn't even on stage he was backstage with a, a light silhouette thing going on so all you saw was his shadow oh so you understand then you know you feel my yeah pain. yeah okay. but but that but i was cool with that See, because to me tools about the music it's not about the show their show is is their is their videos you know that if they yeah that's why they're hard they're never in any of the videos i think one video they're in like flashes yeah, but yeah, that's it. Like everything else was uh, claymation and all that stuff, which I thought. And that's why. And that, to me, to me as a musician, I'm kind of cool with that. It's like you know, as a musician, it's kind of it can be a little stressful. You know, you're having to put together great music. But now I got to take my music and package it out to the audience to be a visual form. And guess what? They could get away with it and have a career doing that. It, it, yeah, true. I remember when it was funny because when he had left, when Tool did their side projects. And, and Maynard did like a perfect circle. I was like, what is this? And, and perfect circle rocks. Yeah. They freaking rock. It's just so funny how like they're so different. Like it's night and day. Like tool is one thing. Like you said, they're the RD musician type. Hey, it's all about the music. And a perfect circle was just rock straight up. Well, I mean, honestly, it. <laughs> I'm going to piss some tool fans off. Uh, tool is literally jam band music for metal guys. I mean, really, when you really break it down, they, they're the Grateful Dead of metal. I can't disagree with that. <laughs> I mean, it's not about I, the look. It's not. It's about the music. It's about jamming out and playing some awesome fucking music and just yeah. having having fun. I thought you were going to say they were, they're, they're the Dave Matthews band of rock. I was like, fuck no. No, I would never say that for anybody. Damn. I was like, damn, you're cutting deep now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could have gone fish, but yeah, you know, I went. I went well, if, you, if you went Dave Matthews, that's still bad. But fish, that's even worse. Yeah, your fish is more jamming. Fish is like an, another one of those bands. Like I remember when I went to college, I'm sure you did too. That, hey man, I'm a fan of fish. I'm like fish, like they what? I remember I was going out with a girl in Valencia, and she was a big fish fan. Of course, she's a pothead. Go figure. So I'm listening to it. I wander back to her house. I'm like, even high, I can't get into this. <laughs> I just, just not, it was like, I'm trying, like, it just, like, it was just like these long, slow instrumentations and like the singer pops in now and then. I'm like, no, no, I'm not good. No, I got to tell you, I, to be honest, I'm, I'm old school when it comes to something like that. Give me the doors, hands down. They go into their long ass fucking guitar and keyboard solos. That, that's where I'm, I'm fine with that. Or like old school Genesis, uh, Crimson X is another one that I, I kind of dig. Or was it Red Crimson? I forgot. It was like, some, something Crimson. Killer Crimson. I forgot. You might, you might know who it is. No, you know, you're right on the first one. What was it? Was it Crimson X? 
Yeah, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. So like those bands were like like Genesis was a jam band, weirdo band before they got like mainstream and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, with Peter Gabriel back in those days, yeah. Yeah. Man, this soundtrack is dope. I was saying like um Tenacious D when they when they sing together, their harmonies are actually pretty good. Like these guys, you know, they're not I wouldn't call them Dio or like, you know, classically trained vocalists. But their harmonies kick ass. I'm all about harmonies. What is who is this dude? With the Groucho Marx ma- freaking mustache. Oh, that's uh Fred Armiston. That's another cameo. Okay. Uh we're at the part right now where basically he's in the roof trying to get the pick of destiny now. Of course, Tim Robbins drew the plans, and he's. <laughs> it's just. But honestly, like I, to me, the pick of destiny for for um, for Tenacious D is is Zoolander. All right, when you think about all the cool little cameos and the first one, like that. the first one, don't ever, yeah. don't ever, yeah, 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 that yeah. I'm not yeah, wait. Ooh, I ever. didn't say two. I said Zoolander. Hey, hey, God bless you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no. yeah, like like there's moments. I mean, I probably one of my favorite scenes is is the scene with David Duchovny where he's the hand model. Oh, he's got his hand in glass. That's, <laughs> oh, when he comes that, out, like that's that's yeah, that's the Tim Robbins of this movie. Yes, where he's like, oh, I know you. You're like the world's greatest hand model, and he's like, yes, yeah. I was. And he he brings out the hand and like a glove and like something happened to his hand and like you got you got to watch out for Mufatu or like a uh, Muatu. I think that's what. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, Will Ferrell. I know. Will I know. Ferrell. There's a lot of folks that are very, very sensitive about Will Ferrell. But if they dig into Will Ferrell's fucking uh, library and it's his so catalog, good. oh my god, that is, so many great movies. They look at the like it's most people they'll focus on the badge. Oh, he's stupid. He's the same character. But well, yeah, yeah. They 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 focus on the on the the Talladega Nights. They focus on the Anchorman's and stuff like that. But when you dig in, probably one of my favorite movies of of his, and actually one of my probably close. I wouldn't put it top ten. Top twenty, at least I'd probably say, um, is uh, crap. Just drew, drew a blank on it. Um, uh, what's the premise? Can you think of it? Uh, he, yeah, he's an IRS agent. Oh, uh, Str- Stranger Than Fiction. Stranger, Stranger Than, than fiction. fiction. That's with uh, Zoe Deschanel, um, right? No, no, uh, no, no. That's um, uh, Joan Hall. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of the one where she, he was with Zoe Deschanel, and, and he was like, um. No, that was the uh, that was the, the the music one. I think you're you're okay. thinking about when it came out last year. All right, Eurovision. I think is that is that the one you're talking about? No, that's with us. That's what uh, what's her name? Um, uh, not Amy Adams. Who's the other chick? Oh, uh, she was in. Oh, she was in Doctor Strange. Rachel Rachel McAdams. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, McAdams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. You watch Stranger Than Fiction. So good, so good. It's a uh, him. Uh, um. Well, uh, D- Dustin Hoffman, Queen Latifah. You sure Zoe? You sure Zoe Deschanel is not the the main girl in that film? No, 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 no. That was that was a uh, that was um. What's your name? I just said her name. Shit. Still Hall. Okay. Because she's a baker, and he has to go and audit her, and like like she just it, like she's all free spirited, and he's he literally counts tiles. Like there's a scene oh, where wait, he's, he's, wait, talking I, Dustin, wait, he's talking to Dustin I, Hoffman. And I have seen that film because uh, Emma, Emma something, Emma shit. She was in not, not Emma Stone. Emma, Emma, yeah, Emma. Emma Watson. She was the uh, yeah. She, Watson, yeah, she was like <laughs> she was like making a book. 
yeah. and she's narrating exactly, yeah. throughout the whole film and she yeah. created the Will Ferrell character. That that is my that's I, a good I will film. put that in line I will put that in line with a man from Earth. That's I will good, like movies I like will watch over and over and that, over again. That's a good film. That that's a good film. I haven't watched it forever. All right, now we're basically inside and they're trying to steal the pick and they got a weird purple cross back there. Is that Ozzy? <laughs> Guy cleaning the floor. It's pretty funny. I guess now they're trying to find the pick. Um, also, the beginning, we were talking about Modoc, you know, because I was talking about Pat Oswald, and I was thinking, like, you know, there was a rumor we had on our, our site, check it out, that Jim Carrey might be playing the live action version of Modoc. And I, then I kept, got to thinking, I was like, well, you know, Jack Black. Even though I like what Patton does, and Patton's Mac, if you haven't seen that animated Modoc series, check it out, guys. But if you had to, and and you know, let's say Jim turned it down, I mean, we, this is all speculation and rumor. But if Jack Black were going there, I mean, I wouldn't hate it. You could probably pull that off too. Stairway to heaven. Guitar gods. Who would be your guitar god? I think if you get oh the lasers. <laughs> Who would be your rock? Who would be your best rock guitar player? Or guitar player, period. That's always been like a um, when my brother comes to visit. That's always like a big area of discussion. Like you know, who's your favorite? And for the longest time, it was like, well, it it changes, and like over the years, it'll change. Like, what's your mood? But I think now you get to a certain age, unless somebody comes out right now that's going to completely change the game. You know, you, you you post, you know, like the typical ones, like, you know, Jimmy Page, Eddie Van Halen, Malcolm Young from ACDC's up there, Steve Vai, Joe Satriani. What's he doing? <laughs> It it just says deactivate the lasers on there. The cock push up. <laughs> the cock. <laughs> oh god. I love how, like, in the background music, it says, cock, 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 cock. Now, somebody told me, or actually, I looked it up online, that these guitars that are displayed up there are by 
famous guitar players, and I'm sure when Mike gets back on here, he probably knows which ones they are. That's Fred Armiston. Oops. Ah! Okay. Sorry about that. I got a little. I dropped my head. <laughs> yeah. That's creepy. Freaking Tim Robbins walking out of nowhere. Another comic book time. You guys, you know, because we do a comic book podcast. Geek related. Tim Robbins was in that awful. Well, except for the Oa parts. He was in that Green Lantern movie with um with Ryan Reynolds. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. I believe he played the father of a Bill. It was one of the Sarsgaard's kids. He played a uh, Professor Hammond. Big brain. Oh. Like I said, the stuff on Oa, fantastic. I think we talked about that a couple weeks ago. How you said if you if they would have just stayed on Oa, it's a good film. It's kind of like that Assassin's Creed movie that came out a couple years ago with uh, Michael Fassbender. If they would have just stayed in the past, it's a great film. <laughs> Two kings. Reminds me of another band. I think they came. Not sure if they were eighties or late seventies, but they were called Kings X. And I bought their album. It was a, I think it was their first self titled called Kings X. Because I remember I saw them on MTV, and then they they played them like on Headbangers Ball, like late at night. Of course, that's what Headbangers Ball was. You want a timestamp, sir? No, I'm good. Okay. Um. So yeah, they they played on Headbangers Ball. 
And I'm like, who was this? It had, I think they had like an African American singer. I'm like, God, they're yeah. He was he was the bass player too. Yeah, 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 yeah it was yeah, between yeah. him and the him and the guitar player. They both bounce, kind of bounced off of singing. And they were so good. They're so good. I mean, they never got big. I think they opened up for Faith No More a couple times, and and I think they make one other album. They were done, but they were just a really good band, like musically, just sounded so good. Well, they're, honestly, man, they'd been around for a long time. By the time we saw them, like, we, what, I think, in 93, 93-ish, 90, I think, when they came out, like, what, like, their big album came out, they'd already been around since uh, 1979. They weren't like a like a fly-by-night band. They'd been around. They did, they did their time. Because I remember when I heard them for the first time, so I remember. The first time I heard them, I was kind of blown away because that was around the time that um, – uh, shoot in living color came out no they um well they were around when living color came out but no they were more but the, i know those i know the album you're talking about that mm. they, that living color had already been out a little bit they were about ready to drop a, a stained i think yeah yeah you're right i'm sorry i i, I digress no like yeah because it's that's with um with King's X, yeah, like I said, I'm a when it comes to the Living Color, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Living Color. Actually, I'm I, I still follow them. It's one of those bands I still follow. You know, it's it's funny because you know, if you get a song that you're noted for, of course you can play that song to death. You, that's the, your moneymaker song. But you know, of course, Living Color is known for Cult of Personality. You know, of course. But they that album that was on with Cult of Personality had a you know a lot of good songs on there also. Like there's one song that's called Angel. It's really good. I mean, yes, that's their moneymaker song. But you know, when you when you listen to bands, you get to like. Uh, no, if you uh, yeah, if you listen to that album, you'll listen. You'll find that they had um, was it a letter to a landlord, yeah, which is really another good. Another good song. Um, uh, I think another one was was vibe vibe on that one. Uh no, there no, were no, two, no. there were there were three good songs on that one. And then they drifted over to the second album, which that that just took off to like Elvis is dead and um. Uh, glamour boys, like all sorts of like really cool fucking shit on that I, on the second I, album. I just love their bass, man. Their, their bass player was really good. Honestly, they lost their bass player, uh, their first bass player after Pride, which was their second album. Mm-hmm. They picked up a bass player actually that I followed as a, as when I went to music school. I was a big follower of his. I like I like I idolized what his playing style was. Mm-hmm. Um, he used to play for God. He played for. Rolling Stones, Madonna, and uh, but you know he was like he came in on Stain, which was her third album, and uh, just amazing bass player. He didn't slap like a normal bass player. He like used his fingers, his like his index finger and uh, in his middle finger to slap instead of like normal funk players would use their thumb. Oh, so he might have been classically trained then, probably. Uh, I don't know if he was classically trained. He was just he was always around doing uh doing certain style certain styles and stuff um he was he had a very he had a very uh industrial uh mm. pat or past because uh he had a couple of bands out there one was called tackhead amazing amazing fucking like technical band uh doug wimbish is the guy's name but the the original bass player you're talking about must Gillins, he was he was really good but yeah the rest of the band fucking just amazing just yeah they're just dropped just awesome like very just very, I mean, yes, they're rocky but funky, but they, they, they could do the hard stuff and they could do the funk stuff too. That's why I always dug about them. Maybe that's why I just kind of gravitate towards them. Like, well, probably one of my top top 
10 favorite live bands because they did all sorts of shit. Which goes back to the theme as long as, like we said, you know, there could be an opening band that blows that main act off stages. If you're entertaining and they got energy, then you get that energy. Shit. Or there could be an opening band that you just can't fucking stand and you see 50 times. Like Bughead? Uh, <laughs> or, or, or Candlebox. Oh, my God. Where's Dude, I can't tell you how many bands I saw with fucking Candlebox opening up. Um, let's see, let me see. Yeah, King Diamond, the uh, Dream Theater, Living Color, uh, and there were a couple of more times. I'm like, are you fucking shitting me? For me I can't stand these guys. For me, um, when I st- well, I started going to college the same time you did, but like later, like when I first moved down here, the band for me that I always saw everywhere opening was fucking Seven Dust. Seven Dust here. Seven Dust. Like JR played Seven Dust to death. It was them and God. Oh, yeah, you start. Oh, yeah, you moved down here after the after that. Yeah, that yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. that Seven Dust was like after I had been in for a while. The, Seven Dust was JRR's like just golden child. So they they play Godsmack and they play Godsmack to death. But like Seven Dust was everywhere. Like oh my. Well, God. it's it's funny. Seven Dust has a bit of a connection to probably one of your no, i don't want to some one of your favorite bands probably one of your favorite newish bands mm-hmm. uh chris jericho's uh band oh, Fozzie. okay the seven dust was from the atlanta area well Fozzie's band themselves is actually a former band called stuck mojo who is also from atlanta georgia oh. and they were big fans seven dust was big fans of stuck mojo because stuck, stuck mojo also had a black lead singer and Suck Mojo sort of took Seven Dust under their belts and said, "Hey, you know, we're going to kind of show you the, the rock and roll, Stuck, you know, Stuck Mojo. Root, you know, ways." That's crazy. Stuck Mojo. So yeah, they're they're kind of uh, connected a little bit that way. I remember Stuck Mojo. I think um, I think they were on an episode of Nitro. Stuck Mojo. They were yeah because they DDP. had a uh, they had a yeah, uh, album drop and like DDP was there. He's like, yeah, these. Well, no, boys. no, they had a a, a a video drop actually. Uh, okay. Southern Pride was the name of it. Was it Southern Pride? No, no, rising. Sorry, the, the song was rising, and they had DDP in their corner, and they had Raven and the Flock mm-hmm. in the other corner. That's why they were on WCW. See, it all connects together. Back to yes. a, another one of my other podcasts, which is on hiatus right now, Lobos and Trish Shots, which will be back um, sooner than you guys think. I may have some um, help with that. I love this. This is, we're at the scene right now where Dave Grohl, the devil, is just showing up. By the way, great makeup. <laughs> and again, another another reason why Dave Grohl is just the king. He's just Dave Grohl is just awesome. The, the, they, I, I know. I, th- I thought I saw an article. I think it was Rolling Stone that had him. They were talking about how you know, like the most loved you know man in music and stuff like that, because just. Because he just loves everybody. He's he's all about the. He's I, just all about everybody, you know, rem- getting in and, and having fun. Yeah, he, yeah. I've seen him in interviews. He's just a good dude. I remember he did in a. Um, he actually drummed, for one of the last albums by Motorhead. And I, yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He, he was. Did a, a, he, he was did a, a guest drummer, spot a guest spot, and I, I'm looking at the uh, the song, typical Motorhead song, but he's out there playing with Lemmy and all that, and you can see Lemmy's face, like, oh my god, this guy, like, because you know Dave Grohl can sing. He's a great musician, but. His love has always been drumming, and he's a badass drummer, man. I mean, 
he's in the conversations of like you know best drummers of all time. He's got to be a, in in the talks. I mean, maybe not the top guy, but he's there. He's in the conversation. Yeah. Well, it's it's great if you watch. There's a uh, documentary where he talks about where like the drum parts came from, and I think probably one of the coolest ones is how he talks about the intro to uh, Teen Spirit. That bata 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 bata. That was funk. That was the intro to other funk music from back in the day. Yep. Yep. And that's, you know, he talks about that. He's like, he's like, literally, I think he said he went, he went to like, I can't remember the drummer's name, but he's like, he's like, you know, he, he was at a barbecue and this drummer was there. You know, he's like, hey, listen, man. He's like, I, I, I owe you my career to you because I ripped you off with this one. He goes, the drummer's like, yeah, no, I, I heard it. I, I, I hear that it, it was, what, it was disco what, funk. Was that the same drum player that he recruited to be in the Foo Fighters? Like that was his friend in high school, or was that somebody? No, else? no, no, no. The guy, the guy he was talking to was like an old oh, okay, drummer oh, from okay. the seventies. Yeah. This is. And actually, what you need to watch, I just got a chance to finally watch it this week, and I have not. I've been wanting to watch it for years. Um, it's a documentary. It's on where did I see it? I think it's on Peacock. I think I watched it. Uh, it's called The Defiant Ones, mm-hmm. and it's basically the story of Dr. Dre and his. His business partner, uh, who is a producer for, he was the producer and in, in, uh, engineer for um, Bruce Springsteen's uh, biggest album, uh, uh, running on what's well, not running. Well, is it Nebraska? Team. Huh? Nebraska? I think. Well, no, that wasn't uh, Nebraska. Wasn't his biggest album. No, no, no. Bruce is. I'm trying. It's uh, Ooh, running something. Yeah. Fucking something running. Sorry, running. it's, it's pissing me off. I'm drawing a blank because it's oh, like. Oh, we'll talk about it later. Shit. Now you got me thinking. It was running the running to the sun, running to the stars. No, hold on. No, I'm gonna find okay, it. I'm not. Get up. You know me. I'm gonna cheat. Yeah, you gotta cheat to win. Eddie. No, born to run. Sorry, born, born to run. run. Yeah, so he he just happened to be like the producer on that, and he and Bruce went back and forth. He's the one that produced like uh, the first fucking uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreaks. He's the one that produced um, the singer from um, Stevie Nicks. Sorry, Stevie Nicks, uh, her first album. Oh, wow. like he he he's yeah, he's a major producer, and he eventually became like a businessman with Dr. Dre. But the story, but about. Dr. Dre and him coming up in their careers and then how they intersected with each other, how Nine Inch Nails intersected with him because this guy opened up Interscope. Really? And then how, and then how, how, how with him, with him, with Nine Inch Nails and Interscope, like he spent a year, like trying to get in, trying to break Nine Inch Nails contract. And one of the things that Trent said, he's like, yeah, I'll come over. This is what I want. I want to be able to write my own music. I want to be, I don't want nobody to bother me. And then I want to be able to sign new artists. And guess what? That brings you right into fucking Marilyn Manson. And I like this whole thing, Holy like the contra- everything controversial in music in the 90s was like stemmed from this guy in, in Dr. Dre. It's amazing. See. It's on Peacock? Yeah, it's on Peacock. It's What's called it? Defiant Ones. I think it's like a four episode like show. I think it's like an hour each episode. It originally aired on HBO. but uh, And then it talks about you know Eminem and uh, like the Eminem story. Again, another controversial artist. And just how everybody was tied in together. So it's a re- really cool in depth one. I have to check that one out. And I guess uh, the devil, aka Dave Grohl, is going back to hell now. I mean, you don't need a sequel to this, but it, it would be kind of fun. I have to check those shorts out though. Yeah, they they are. Yeah, they're still on. Um, 
on there right now on HBO because I, I when I went I was looking through I was actually trying to find this movie and I think this movie was on another <laughs> another streaming service <laughs> but the you know the regular show showed up I was like oh okay because I mean that's where they aired you know that's where, where they originally aired is that accurate by the way um, I'm at the point where they have an air conditioning in the wall in California, is that like an accurate thing? Is that a California thing? Because normally they, up here north, they had an air conditioning unit that came out the window. This one has it actually in the wall. It depends on where you're at. I mean, I, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I had one in my window when I lived out in L.A. Okay. Um, I was trying to figure it out. because, like, well, I've only known it being in the window. I've never seen it actually in a, in a wall. It looks strange. I have seen it in the wall in certain certain locations. Again, and you just got to, you know, the time frame that these places were built that's what you know you got to go with that shit there's still things down here in florida i mean florida is like all based off of ac and there are still a lot of places that don't have central a the air they have them oh you know, i know wall units yeah i know actually there's a yeah there's a uh, apartment complex not that far from around where you are they actually have wall ac units not window really? AC units. yeah they tell me that off air i love how they're just smoking <laughs> weed off the devil's horn what else are you gonna do with it? I don't know. Other stuff. Amy Poehler was in it. She was a truck stop waitress. That was correct. So guys, okay, she's so she, okay. So. Yeah. So I'm looking at the. We're doing the credits now. So um, Amy Adams was basically in this film for one second, and she is classified as the gorgeous woman, which I would have to agree. So guys, that's pick yeah, a desk. So yeah, anything with Amy Adams, I'm I'm all about. No, yeah, she's stunning, enchanted. So good. So anyway, guys, that is the pick of destiny for no month of November. Um, Mike came in a little bit late. I would ask him what he thought, but um, he probably seen it before. So I guess we'll go by his past history. So what do you think of pick of destiny almost 15 years later? Does it hold up? Do you like it still? Or Oh, no, no, it definitely holds up because again, you, when you look at it, it's not about, there's nothing time, time wise, like, you know, that, that, that'll make you feel like, okay, this has to be done during this time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I love it. I mean, it's it's Pick of Destiny. It's Jack Black. It's Kyle Gass. I mean, anything these guys even till the do anything these guys do even till today are always it's just awesome. I was so. saying just uh, you know follow their Instagram pages because they do some funny shit on there, like especially Jack, even Kyle too. But you know, Jack is probably the funny guy of the two. But do some great stuff, especially when Jack tries to make his kids laugh. It's hysterical. Oh yeah, even even uh, Jack's uh, TikTok channel by the way check out i know i know oh I know I'm a, boy a, a, i'm not going i know i'm a 40 year old on tiktok and uh and but yeah no jack uh jack got a tiktok actually just this year and there's a band that does his music just beautifully and when he discovered them like he's like oh my god who are these guys he, he actually started like tagging himself in their videos because he just he loved what they did i'll have to check that out so check out jack Black's tiktok Check us out at the Hero Asylum Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Hero Asylum underscore podcast, Instagram at the Heroes Asylum. And as always, from Mike to me to you to everybody else, get to the asylum. We'll see you soon, kids.